you have the conversation. But you certainly have to learn the art of delegating and getting things off of your plate. And welcome to another edition of the Ronin Leadership Podcast. It's actually a, uh, a fairly rainy, uh, unusually rainy afternoon here in Las Vegas, uh, Monday afternoon. It's monsoon season, so we're getting a little bit of a thunderstorm, which is actually good. We need the rain, and so it's actually nice to see. Um, and uh, but I thought I would take, uh, take some time to do this podcast, and uh, thanks again for all of your, your continued feedback on the previous podcasts. Uh, we've been working today, actually, in lining up uh, the next uh, round of guests. And we're going to have quite a few different kinds of guests on the show um, starting, I think, uh, mid-August. Uh, a lot of people are on vacation, as you know, it's summertime. And uh, so uh, scheduling uh, during the summer is a little harder, a little more challenging. But uh, starting, starting about mid-August, we're going to be able to provide you some really, really good content, some really good guests. Um, as with everything else, uh, if you like the podcast, please tell your friends and family about it. Uh, hit that subscribe button on the uh, on the screen and uh, support us obviously by spreading the word and giving us your comments and feedback which are very important for us to make the podcast better if you have not done so already uh, please pick up a copy of my book the art of ronin leadership strategy execution and sustained success and if you'll see over my shoulder there's a mock-up of my new book which should be out uh, i say within the next week or two and it's the art of executing uh, Ronin leadership and it is um, planning alignment and the most important part which is continuous improvement uh, this podcast is all about continuous improvement and making sure as leaders you continue to stay sharp focused and continue to grow as leaders every day uh, with that uh, let's get into it so the uh, let's think about what to to talk about today and I was just perusing my library behind me and came across a book which I have mentioned, I think, in the past in different podcasts, especially when I talk about the books I, I've, uh, I've read in my past, which uh, really helped me in my, my leadership journey. Um, and, uh, and one of them was this book right here, Organized for Success by Stephanie Winston. If you, it says, uh, top executives and CEOs revealed the organiz uh, organizing principles that helped them reach the top. Uh, this was really one of the first books that I, um, that I bought when I took over as a CSO at Microsoft as uh, we were developing our own leadership team and developing our strategies. And I was really kind of uh, a nut when it came to all things productivity, all things efficiency, all things organization, uh, because I knew that as a leader, uh, I, I needed to have those qualities so that I could do my job better and not run around in 15 different directions uh, and do what people call multitasking, which as we all know, really doesn't work. Um, and that could be for actually another, another podcast. Uh, but I, I read about this book, this, uh, Stephanie Winston, and she went around and interviewed lots of executives, including Bill Gates. Uh, on the habits that make them efficient and effective as leaders. 
And uh, the book goes into everything from how they do their calendaring to how they uh, take notes throughout the day or how do they remember things uh, that are pertinent. Some people keep three by five cards, just jot things down. Some people use their smartphone to record things, you know, all the way to how they conduct meetings, how do they handle their uh, their phone calls and all these other kinds of things. And it's, it, trust me, I, uh, I don't endorse a whole lot of books, but this is one I think that as leaders, you should definitely pick up. There are so many nuggets. And what I love about this book is, you know, again, one size doesn't fit all. So what works for a particular police chief in New York City or LA may not work for uh, a senior executive in a private enterprise. But as you go through the book, you will find nuggets that you can put into your own system of uh, organization uh, for you. And then hopefully if that works for you, then impart that to your team to make everyone more efficient. But I think today I would tackle, uh, and this will be a quick podcast, uh, tackle the, the issue of email. Um, those of you who know me, have heard a lot of my podcasts or have read my book know that I think uh, really uh, conquering email and conquering uh, the calendar uh, goes is, is a huge part of the battle when it comes to becoming more efficient in your daily activities. We tend to be driven by uh, the the uh, the calendar, driven by email, rather than us taming that calendar and email uh, monster. And it can get to the point where you're. Not doing nothing all day except responding to email, responding to email, and overloading your calendar with stuff that maybe you don't need to be involved in. Uh, so my own email journey uh, started uh, with uh, a class called Managing Action. And it was all about uh, um, um, how do you tame that calendar? It was, you know, it was at Microsoft campus, um, and uh, there was a, a, a company, uh, I think it was called McGee Productivity Group, and uh, a, a good, a good a friend of mine, Cindy Whiston, was the uh, instructor. And I remember being in that class, maybe I was in Microsoft just for a couple of years, and she asked everyone to um, read their, or just uh, count the number of emails they have in the inbox. Now, most of us probably had, I don't know, 100 to 200 emails, some people 300. There were people there that had, one guy had over a thousand emails in the inbox because people tended to use the inbox as a parking lot, right? And they get to some things, they don't get to other things, and it just kept on and on and on. And so she showed us uh, uh, several techniques uh, in terms of, uh, sort of taming this and you getting control of the email. And she told most of us that, you know, by the end of the day, uh, we would get our email down to zero. And she did joke, well, for the person in class with 1,000 emails, I may not get you down to zero, but I'll get you down, you know, maybe to a couple hundred or something like that. And the class was maybe two, three hours, and it was it was very enlightening. It, it uh, certainly, uh, my inbox and as well as everybody else was down to zero. And so that got me thinking more, more and more about taming that email monster because the more you're wedded to the email, the less you have time to strategize, the less time you have to think. You're being more reactive than proactive. 
And uh, we can all have those days when you know you do get burdened with email and you do, you do have to sit down and respond, but there are ways to kind of look at, at and try to get a handle on the email. So I'm gonna read you a passage actually from, uh, from this book, uh, Organized for Success, and I'll kind of give you a preface on what I'm talking about. I'll put the, put the peepers on. So it's called, uh, the chapter is called Conquering Email Clutter. When I ask senior executives how they use email, their comments are marked by a curious and unexpected hesitancy, a wariness even. A surprising number of them, including Leonard A. Lauder, chairman of Estee Lauder, Teodoro Benavides, city manager of Dallas, and Akira Chiba, president of Pokemon USA, expressed the concern that when used incorrectly, email could actually impede rather than foster communication. William G. Duggan, the publisher at Briefings Communications, a newsletter published in Alexandria, Virginia, summed it up succinctly. Email is an indispensable task tool, but to allow it to encroach on your human interaction with people is a very damaging attitude. Email tends to be a separating influence rather than a unifying one. You, as a leader, have a responsibility to create an environment of teamwork. These concerns, however, represent only half of the email paradox. The other half of the email dilemma is death by drowning. With many organizations now relying on email as the dominant method of communication, the non-existent gap between an idea in your head and tapping out an email, along with copies of 10 to your colleagues, has created an email tidal wave. Under 100 emails a day is considered a modest quantity. Up to 200 has become commonplace in certain industries, and 300 or more is not unheard of. So, that sort of gives you a little premise. Now this was written, let's see where year was this? This was written in 2004. So think about it. Uh, that was 2004. Uh, we now have on top of email, instant messaging, obviously text messaging that goes along with that. So we've just added on to our sort of communications uh, dilemma. So. So how do, you, how do you handle this? How do you tackle this? We're all going to get email. If you're working in business, you're going to get emails. You're going to have to respond. Well, I remember also reading, you know, in, in the book about uh, when they interviewed Bill Gates and how he kind of looked at email because as a CEO, he's going to get a lot of emails. So uh, first of all, you know, and this may not apply to everybody. Maybe it's not, maybe it's doable for everybody, but, um, he had multiple screens that he used to do his work. And I've, I adopted that at Microsoft and even here uh, at home where I could look at email on one screen. I could have a Word document open on another screen or some other activity on the third screen. At one point I had like in my office at Microsoft three screens and then I had one screen which actually had news so I could sort of keep up with what's going on. But kind of put that aside, let's just concentrate on the email. Uh, one of the things uh, that Bill had said was that he had a system where he could flag emails in terms of their importance. And anything that, uh, that was immediately, immediate would go into a particular folder. And of course, new emails going to a folder, you know, you, you, you see it and it's flagged. So the first part was to create, uh, and it doesn't have to be unwieldy, but a system 
of folders, subfolders in your inbox, and in this case, Outlook, where you could park certain things. So that goes back to, okay, so if you look at really the four ways of dealing with email, right? Number one, you delete it. Number two, you defer it. Uh, number two, you delegate it. And number four, you do something about it, right? So uh, what, what Bill was doing when it came to setting up those subfolders was you were, um, you were either deferring or you were doing something about it. So in my case, what I did was I have my, uh, my Outlook inbox and I would set up a few subfolders. You know, I would say immediate action. And so for those people, and it takes time for you to do this because you have to actually flag different people to go, when their emails come in, it goes to that inbox. So I would have anything from like Bill or Steve or the C-suite people that I was working with uh, to my boss, you know, my, my immediate boss, any, any of the real big heavy hitters, head of HR, et cetera, et cetera, legal. Oh, over a period of time, when their emails came in, it would go into this immediate action folder. So that I could see at a glance, hey, you know, it's highlighted darker than, than other, other folders. So it means, hey, there's something in there. So I could take a look at that immediately. So that doesn't get parked in my inbox. It immediately goes into this, um, this immediate action folder. Uh, you know, you have things that are to do, but problem is a lot of times those to do's end up becoming very unwieldy because you just keep popping all a bunch of stuff into to do's and it becomes no different than parking it in your inbox. So I made sort of a, an immediate action uh, folder. And then depending on uh, the types of, you know, things that were coming in, you know, I might have subfolders for certain projects, the GSOC uh, program. So anything that had to do with GSOC might go into there, right? Um, and then, you know, I would, I would, I would also have uh, different, uh, uh, different folders for other types of projects and then I would I would use uh, the the flag system that they have on Outlook to be able to look at when to uh, defer items right so um, let me go let me back up a little bit just go through the, the four things first it might make things a little more clearly let's go to delete that tends to be the easiest so if there's no action for you to take, if it's more of an FYI kind of uh, email, um, then, then by all means delete it and delete it immediately. Don't just let it sit there in your inbox, letting it pile up. It just, it just kind of muddies the water. So uh, anytime you have a chance to delete things out of your inbox, just delete them. Um, when I used to be, a, you know, when I was working as CSO and I'd be on vacations, I would, uh, I think I've told you this before at, uh, on another podcast, but I would certainly look at my email, but no more than 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes a day, because I was on vacation. And really all I was doing there was deleting. I wasn't taking action on anything, because anything that needed action on, I would get notified and it'd be an immediate thing. So I was basically deleting. So when I came back from vacation, I didn't have 500 emails waiting for me, right? And so that's something you should consider when you're on vacation to delete as much as you can. Uh, don't spend a lot of time on it, but you know, 30 minutes, you can just delete a lot of stuff. But certainly that's the easiest of those four Ds. Just delete those things that, 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 um, that, that you really don't need to do it, do anything about. The other one is defer. 
So defer simply means that uh, there's an action that you probably need to take, but you don't have to take it right away. Now, how you slice that is up to you, but I would certainly take it out of the inbox, set up a subfolder, and it could be to make a subfolder for a week or two weeks or a month, whatever, whatever your system is. So you look at that email and you think, I, I gotta come, I have to, there's a deadline in a, in a week. So that goes into the week subfolder. And you have a tickler, right? It's easy to get a, a tickler to remind you, just put it on your calendar. Uh, you know, a couple days before it's due, and as a reminder on the calendar, this is due on that date, right? And then on your calendar, you refer to, uh, I would put things like on the calendar, like defer folder. And then you would know that uh, that item is in your defer folder. So it's like, respond to Tim by Friday, and you would have that in your calendar on a Wednesday and defer folder. So now you can refer to that defer folder and say, okay, that's that's the thing that came in, uh, you know, about a week ago, so I'm gonna take action on it. But it's not something you have to do right away. So those are area, uh, issues that, that don't require immediate attention, but at some point in time, you're going to have to take action. So you've, you put them appropriately. Again, this is really subjective and it's up to you how you're going to slice your folder. You shouldn't have like, you know, 30 folders, but you could certainly have a few folders for the defer part, right? Um, and for me, it was easier than just put one defer thing uh, to actually, you know, put a defer and then maybe have a couple of subfolders even under that. One week, two weeks, one month, something like that. So that it gives you a, a framework of what's, what's really important out there. But again, it takes it out of your inbox, right? And then there's the delegate part. As a leader, uh, you have to know how to delegate. And when things come into your inbox that are really for other people in your organization to handle, you need to get it out of that inbox, uh, forward it, uh, and CC uh, your direct reports or whoever else is in your organization or even outside of your organization that really should take the action on it and have them take care of it, right? And then that gets it out of your inbox. But certainly delegation is important. Um, there are, there are a fair amount of leaders that just want to do, will just go ahead and take action on it or not realize that it's really not in their purview. Or if another organization says, hey, uh, we, we came around this issue, this is really your issue. And you realize, no, it's not my issue, it's your issue. Then you have the conversation. But you certainly have to learn the art of delegating and getting things off of your plate. Uh, especially if you're a senior leader, you're, again, your main job is strategy and uh, running the, the organization, uh, you cannot be burdened with emails and action items that really are not in your purview or shouldn't be something that you're doing. So remember to delegate, delegate, delegate. Be efficient, be ruthless about delegating things that you really don't believe uh, belong to you. And then the last D, obviously, is do something about it. So these are action items that you can take care of right now. You see something in your inbox, okay, it's it's something that you can, it's just a quick answer, it's just a quick uh, boom, 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 just, just do, do something about it, right? But take action on it then. And one of the things that worked for me, again, it's, uh, I read this book, Organized for Success, and I've read other 
um, you know, leadership books where, you know, one of the themes is don't look at email all the time, right? You put it on your calendar, the times that you're going to look at your email. You, and a standard one for a lot of these leaders in this book would be I look at email three or four times a day or three, say, say three times a day, uh, 10 to 20 minutes at a clip. And I schedule it. So th those are my email reading times. Those are the times when I park myself in my chair or I'm at a coffee shop or I'm doing something and I'm reading, I'm looking at email and I'm responding appropriately or I'm delegating or I'm deleting or, or you know, I'm, uh, I'm deferring it. And so that way it's not a constant, you know, the typical is you're at your computer, oh, you got a Zoom call or a phone call or mobile, you answer that, blah, 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 you finish with that. You get back to the email, you were starting an email, but you need to get back to that. Then one of your direct reports needs something, you talk to them, and it becomes this back and forth, back and forth. It's not efficient. And people wonder why at the end of the day, they still have all these emails in their inbox. inbox. They don't really feel like they've gotten a, a, any, any traction on, on, on taming uh, this email monster or even making their day more productive. So I would highly recommend, until you get the hang of things, to actually put it on your calendar. I don't care if it's once a day, twice a day, if maybe twice a day, 30 minutes, or whatever works for you, but you, you must figure out a way that you're not reading email constantly because that's not efficient. Um, because people will suck as much of your time as you allow them to, right? So please think about that as you are working on email uh, to try to figure out certain times of the day that you want to look at email to respond and to do all these things that you need to do. But try not to let it be the full eight, nine, 10 hour day that you're always looking at email because it's really hard to strategize, to plan, to, to do the things that you need to do as a leader if you're constantly responding to that email. So that's, that's, that's really an important one. Another one also is to realize that you may be getting emails uh, from uh, organizations within your, your enterprise or outside that are more of an FYI, and you, but they, they clog up your inbox. And if you really don't need to get those emails, you need to get back to the author of those emails and say, hey, hey, I appreciate you keeping me informed, but really don't need to get these emails. You know, um, you know I can stay informed another way. You have to be ruthless about making sure that whatever goes into your inbox are just the things that need to be in your inbox, all right? Uh, it's, and that's one of the other reasons I preach this management by walking around. Um, in my new book, I also call it management by flying around. If you're, if you have a global uh, organization and you need to travel and uh, visit uh, your teams overseas, but even the, the at, at at your headquarters or wherever you're at, the the mere fact that you go you get up and you're going to go down the hall or you're going to another building to see your team means that you're not looking at your email. Like you're doing something really constructive by seeing your team. I mean, I see that Microsoft and I've been, I've been guilty of it like anybody else. Right? I have to stop myself where, I mean, I may, have, I may have somebody right across from me, like Sam, my former business manager, and she's right there, but I send her an email. I mean, it happens at Microsoft, and it happens in a lot of companies, especially tech companies all the time. You know, you have a colleague a couple doors down, but rather than get up and talk to them, you send an email, you know, or do, do a quick text rather than get up and talk to them. And it's what the gentleman was saying, I read to you earlier, 
uh, about uh, email can be a hindrance to personal communications. Yeah, certainly email can be very a fast way to, to get communications, right? But it should, it should have its place and it should be used uh, accordingly. So think about that as well. So these are, these are just basic things, but I think that if you, if you remember to, uh, you remember to delete, you remember to defer, delegate, and do something about it. If you set up a system, whether it's Outlook or whatever email system you use, where you have certain subfolders, where things go into those subfolders out, you know, instead of going to the inbox, they go immediately to the subfolders, which helps obviously uh, streamline your inbox. And then, you know, those things that, are that need immediate action, you have an immediate actions folder, so you can act on those things immediately. Those things, I think, are gonna help you a lot in taming your, your email, um, I wouldn't say obsession, but email culture. And it's really hard to do because we are an email culture. Um, we, we spend a lot of time on email responding. Uh, now that I'm retired, it's not so much getting emails from organizations uh, in an enterprise or something like that where I realize I, I don't, you don't need to put me on this email string. Now it's more from products and things that I've bought before where I don't need to be on uh, their mailing list, that type of thing. But it's, it's, it's not apples to apples, but it's sort of the same, same thing where in order to streamline my inbox, I, I have to work diligently to to unsubscribe from all of these different things. A lot of them I didn't even subscribe for, other just bought the product. So that my inbox tries to be as lean as it possibly can be. And I still use the same system uh, for different individuals who, um, you know, if it's something immediate from different people, uh, that it goes into my, my immediate folder. And then I've got action items that I've, you know, I have, I've tried to diligently look at and flag so that, and then use the calendar as a reference point to say, oh yeah, in a couple days before it's due or whatever else, or whatever time you think. So let's say uh, you get something and you know you need to respond in seven days and it's gonna take you probably no more than two days uh, to think about it and craft a appropriate response. Then, you know, calendar it in for a couple days before the due date um, make sure you, you know, you know, you put the notification in your calendar or refer, say, Hey, it's in the defer file. So you know where it is, you know, when it's due and you can just take action on it. If obviously you're going to need more time uh, to work on a particular action item, then put, put the calendar notification earlier, but use Outlook, uh, use whatever mail system you have to its maximum advantage. But the first part is, Look at your inbox, your current inbox, and just be diligent. Just take a few minutes, look at that inbox. And in your mind, go through those four Ds, right? Go through, uh, delete, defer, delegate, do something with it. And as you go through it, do a mental kind of checklist. You don't have to do it right away. Just go through this checklist of this email. Does it fall into one, any one of these four categories? It does. Which one, okay? So if I had set up the system, what would I do? Well, I don't need this, I'll delete it. If it were, if I had the system set, I would defer it and I would set up that folder. So you start doing that, you start getting a sense of your own inbox, kind of what's predominant in there. Are there a lot of deletes? Probably a fair amount. 
Uh, are there a fair amount of delegates? Probably. Uh, not as much as deletes, probably, but a fair amount, right? Do something? For sure, right? For sure. But that doesn't mean do it right now, or is it something that you need to defer, or you know, immediate action? So, again, just take a look at it. One size doesn't fit all. I would uh, highly recommend you buy this Organized for Success by Stephanie Winston. I'll show the book again. I don't know her, uh, but I, as you can tell from, let me see, I don't know if you can see it that clearly, but uh, I did a lot of underlining and a lot of highlighting in this book. This is a good one here. Uh, and I would refer to it a lot, uh, especially in my formative years. And I would refer to it off and on if I felt I was getting back into bad habits or getting rusty with my, uh, uh, with how I handled mail. And so uh, think about it. Uh, please give me your feedback. If, you're, if you start trying out these systems, I love to hear uh, how, how, how it's working for you or how you crafted it or what you did. I think it's, I think it'd be fascinating to see because uh, everyone has a different way of, of handling email. But if you look at the parameters of, of the four Ds, if you look at using calendaring appropriately to uh, marry up with your email uh, so that you have the right system there, right? And if you kind of look at how you can parcel out your day where you're not looking at email all the time, but you're looking at email several times during uh, the day. And I know that's hard because it's addicting. Email is addicting. And so a lot of people find that's a comfort zone, right? Keep looking at email. It just seems to be the SOP, the norm now. Uh, break out of that norm. Try it. Even if you try for doing it, you know, a couple day, a couple, sorry, a couple hours out of the day, 10 minutes a day, okay? You, eventually you wanna to get to maybe 20 so you can slice off more emails, but try it, see if it works for you. Okay, that's all I have for uh, today. I hope you get something out of it. Again, uh, uh, please hit that subscribe button and uh, please uh, continue to provide feedback. Um, and uh, remember, you can get uh, my first book, The Art of Ronan Leadership on MikeHowardArthur.com and also on Amazon.com. Uh, the new book, uh, The Art of Executing Ronan Leadership, uh, will be out very, very soon. Uh, we basically, all we need to do is press a few buttons and we'll be live. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and certainly tell your friends, uh, tell your family, uh, tell your colleagues about this podcast. If it's, if it's something you like, um, please give us your opinion. If there are things that you don't like about it or things you want to see more of, uh, again, please give us your feedback. So until next time, I hope you are able to tame this email beast. i uh, love to hear your journey on this, and we'll be back to you real soon.